Watford 1, Chelsea 2. How would he assess the 2021-22 season, he asked himself. Watford 1, Manchester City 3. Well, the first hour had been good. Watford 1, West Ham United 4. And to be fair, the final 12 minutes at Everton had been brilliant. And the trouncing of Manchester United had been joyous. Watford 0, Tottenham Hotspur 1. But then came all the home defeats. Watford 0, Norwich City 3. One after the other, relentlessly, like a Chinese water torture. Watford 0, Brighton and Hove Albion 2. He longed to put it all out of his mind. Watford 1, Crystal Palace 4. But he couldn't help anxiously waiting for each new blow until, brutally, it arrived. Watford 2, Arsenal 3. Stop it! Watford 0, Leeds United 3. Stop! Watford 1, Brentford 2. Make it stop! Watford 1, Burnley 2. You've got to make it stop! (laughs) It had broken him. Hornet Heaven Born to Stay Written by Ollie Wicken and Tim Turner Read by Colin Mace Earth Season 2021-22 On the 22nd of May 2022 in the Troy Deeney atrium, a newly arrived Watford fan called Ken Hollywell was sitting on one of the yellow leather sofas with Bill Mainwood, Hornet Heaven's head of programmes. And that concludes your orientation, Ken. Welcome to Hornet Heaven. Cheers for that, Bill. But I'm not too happy about finding myself in Hornet Heaven, if I'm honest. You see, after all those home defeats, I found it hard to care. So I'm not sure I want to... By the way, can I just say I rather like your T-shirt. I like the way it's got just his name with... uh, How many letter U's is it? Five? Bruce. (laughs) Lovely. The perfect tribute to Bruce Dyer. Thanks. Except it isn't Bruce Dyer. If it isn't, it should be. He's the only Bruce who's ever played for Watford. One of our own, he was. And he earned us the British record transfer fee for a teenager in 1994. There's definitely only one Bruce. (laughs) Actually, Bill, it's a Bruce Springsteen t-shirt. Ken pointed to a small line of type that said greetings from Asbury Park. He was quite glad he died wearing this t-shirt. He'd loved Bruce Springsteen almost as long as he'd loved Watford Football Club. Bruce who? Golly, you've set me a lovely challenge there. Was he a guest player during the war or something? My records of those are rather... He's a rock star, Bill. Oh, I see. Rock music wasn't my scene, I'm afraid. I was more of a Mantovani man myself. Never mind. I'll find you something from the Hornet shop to cover up the T-shirt. Something yellow with a badge on it. You can't break the ties that bind... Right, you know that track, do you? I beg your pardon? The Ties That Bind, the Springsteen song. Oh dear, 
I've no idea what you're talking about, Ken. We don't listen to music in Hornet Heaven. It's just football, football, football. Watford, Watford, Watford. <laughs> it's wonderful. In that case, Bill, and I don't mean to be rude to the souls of the departed in Hornet Heaven, but are other heavens available? Other heavens? Is there one for Bruce Springsteen fans? Not in this neck of the woods there isn't. But look, you're in Hornet Heaven now, and it's lovely here. But this season has been so bad. I've loved the boss more than Watford. You've loved Roy Hodgson? How can anyone love Roy Hodgson? No, Bill. The boss is Bruce Springsteen's nickname. Listen, it was always going to be a close call whether I ended up in a Watford heaven or a Bruce Springsteen heaven. And the future looks terrible for Watford now that we've been relegated. What with the financial situation and the management failings, I need to make a decision, Bill. And I'm sorry, but I think I'm in the wrong place. Golly, that's a little hasty. Maybe one of my magical history tours will help you settle in and realise how wonderful... No, Bill, please, don't try and persuade me. I've made up my mind, Bill. I'd rather be in a Bruce Springsteen heaven than Hornet heaven. Where's the exit? I'm sorry, Ken. I'm afraid I can't tell you either way whether there's an exit or not. Bill Mainwood was hoping he'd done the right thing in being non-committal with the new arrival about whether there was a way out of Hornet heaven. He thought Ken was being far too pessimistic about the future. Bill was 100% certain that Watford fans would cheer up soon because his young programme assistant Derek Garston had told him it's a statistical fact that fans in the championship get to see more wins. If Watford were only good enough to finish halfway up the table next season, they'd end up with the same number of wins as a Premier League team qualifying for Europe, Derek had calculated. As Bill arrived back at the programme office, he wondered if simple, optimistic facts like these would be enough to get Ken to want to stay in Hornet Heaven, or whether a more cunning plan might be necessary. Oh, hello, sir. Do you want to hear the statistic I've just worked out, sir? Yes, please, my boy. Is it another lovely positive one? This season, we took only eight points at home from a possible 57, Mr Mainwood, sir. Bill grunted and sat down at his desk. Well, I won't be using that particular fact with the new arrival I've just met, young man. He wants to leave Hornet Heaven. He wants to go to a heaven for fans of a rock star called Bruce Springsteen. Crikey! Doesn't he want to stick around, Mr Mainwood, sir? He must be born to run, sir. <laughs> hmm. I'm guessing, young man, that you're making some sort of clever joke there. Yes, sir. I'm on fire, sir. Bill quickly redirected the conversation towards something more useful. Anyway, my boy, this fellow Ken is a bit gloomy about Watford's immediate prospects. I need to stop him wanting to leave. That's easy, sir. Just tell him there's no way out, sir. Ah, oh, but that would be tantamount to telling him that Hornet Heaven is a prison, young man, and people don't normally like to hear that, except for Henry Grover sometimes, when he's in one of his, um... Uh, role-playing moods and dresses up as... That's far too much information for my young ears, sir. Yes, yes, sorry, my boy. 
Let me reframe the problem. What we need to do is get Ken to see that Hornet Heaven is the best place for him in the long run. In that case, Mr Mainwood, sir, how about you tell him that if he went to a heaven where all he could do is go and watch some antiquated rock stars concert, sir, he'd just be seeing the same thing over and over again, sir. Oh, except that that would be no different from watching Watford at home this season, sir. That was the same thing over and over again, wasn't it, sir? Hmm, what about... Yes... Perhaps we could get him to realise for himself how terribly boring and predictable a Bruce Springsteen heaven would be by starting some kind of wider conversation about other theoretical heavens that would obviously be far worse than Hornet heaven. So, what do you think, my boy? Can you come up with examples of other heavens that might exist? Well, sir, down on earth, sir, my non-footballing passions were train-spotting and stamp-collecting, sir. Really? Why am I not surprised? What? What, sir? Well, what do you mean, sir? Nothing, my boy. In fact, stamp collecting is a perfect example. Imagine if you ended up in a philately firmament. Goodness me, how desperately boring. But compared to watching Watford this season, sir... Studying stamps would have been an absolutely thrilling way to... What we need is lots of other examples from other people to demonstrate the obvious superiority of Hornet Heaven. Right, I'm going to call people to a meeting straight after today's game at Chelsea and invite Ken along. Later that evening, Ken was at the shelves in the Troy Deeney atrium. He was browsing old programmes while Watford's defeat at Chelsea was confirming that 2021-22 was statistically the worst season in the club's top-flight history, or tougher than the rest, as the club's social media would probably put it. To try and cheer himself up, he was looking at programmes from the era he'd most enjoyed down on earth, the Graham Taylor years. Ken had loved those seasons. They'd been the glory days. Oh, there you are, Ken. I'm just back from the Chelsea game. Another defeat. Ken turned and saw Bill Mainwood. Ken was just about to ask Bill for an official statement on whether or not there was a way out of Hornet Heaven when Bill said, And there's that T-shirt again. Bruce! <laughs> I did love Bruce Dyer, you know. Anyway, here you are. I've brought you this season's home shirt to wear over the top. Bill pulled a yellow and black hooped shirt out of a Hornet's shop carrier bag. No, I'm not wearing that, Bill. I never want to see it again, and I won't have to once I get to Boss Bliss. Boss Bliss? It's what I think a heaven for Bruce Springsteen fans might be called. Bill put the shirt back in the bag. Oh, I see. Well, that's interesting, because I've been chatting to a few residents about what other heavens might exist, and what those heavens might be like. Right, so is that because there definitely is an exit people can use? We're having a discussion group on the subject. Would you like to join us? You'll enjoy meeting a few more Watford fans like yourself. But what's the point? I'm only interested in getting to Boss Bliss. Bill, you've got to tell me as a matter of record whether there's an exit or not. You haven't met the great man yet. GT might be at the meeting. What? Ken gasped. He was so taken with this idea that he forgot Bill still hadn't answered his question. GT? I hadn't thought... Yes, he must be up here, mustn't he? I can't promise he'll be joining us in the sensory room, but he might. 
Let's go and see, shall we? Everybody, this is Ken. Ken entered the sensory room and immediately saw several faces he knew. GT wasn't there, but Ken did see Mike Keane, looking as tired from watching a Watford team underperform in 2021-22 as he had in 1974-75. Ken also recognised three players he'd watched play in Mike Keane's teams, Duncan Wellborn, Johnny Williams and Alan Garner. Ken smiled. It was lovely to see them all again. Right, let's all sit in a group and... Excuse me, Bill. Can I borrow you for a moment, babes? Ken turned and saw Hornet Heaven's chief steward, Daisy Meriden, in the doorway. She came and whispered something into Bill's ear. Hmm, I see. Okay. Derek, my boy, could you take over for me? I'm needed urgently elsewhere. You know what we're trying to achieve here, don't you? Ken saw a 13-year-old boy in school uniform nod his blonde head and squeak a reply. Definitely, sir. You can rely on me, sir. Bill left with Daisy and Ken sat down in a large circle with everyone else. They were by the floor-to-ceiling window that overlooked the Vicarage Road pitch. The group included fans as well as former players and managers. The boy Derek got each of them talking about the heavens they might have liked to go to. The first man to speak was Henry Grover, the man who founded Watford Rovers in 1881. Ken listened to the father of the club saying he sometimes wished he'd gone to a place he described as a haute couture heaven, a scintillating world of fashion fabulousness. Then Ken heard Neil McBain, Watford's manager from the 1930s and 1950s, admitting that this season especially he'd have loved to have been in a whiskey drinking heaven. Though when Henry Grover rolled his eyes and muttered, typical, the drunkard, McBain changed his tune. Ah, okay, okay. Just a whiskey-tasting heaven, then. After that, Ken listened to a skinhead called Lamper talking wistfully about a very violent-sounding place he called Vandal's Valhalla. But as people took turns to talk, Ken noticed something. Everyone was gazing out onto the pitch, where they'd witnessed so many painful, soul-numbing defeats this season. Ah, I can't bear this. I need a drink. Sorry, I, I mean, I, I need to taste whiskey. A lot of it. I've had enough of Hornet Heaven. I want out. Ken watched as everyone in the group started to nod in agreement. Me too. This season's been so shit. I need to go and punch someone. And I want to go to my haute couture heaven right this minute. I want to wrap myself in gorgeous fabrics of every possible texture. And I want to wear high heels if I feel like it. And... Ken heard the door open. He turned and saw Bill coming in. Hello, everyone. I'm back. How are we all doing? Everyone happy? Bill Mainwood dragged Derek Garston by the collar of his school blazer all the way back to the programme office. I need an explanation, young man. I get called away for just a few minutes and suddenly everyone wants to leave Hornet Heaven. How the diddly heck did you let it happen? Sorry, sir, I think it might have been today's defeat at Chelsea, sir, which means we lost more than 70% of our games this season. A new club record, sir. I was looking down onto the pitch, sir, from the sensory room window, sir, and it suddenly felt like... <gasps> I was staring into the abyss, sir. 
Bill sat down at his desk. Now I've got to get everyone to want to stay, not just Ken. It's ridiculous. These half-baked paradises probably don't exist. They are pathetic paradises. Completely pony paradises. Pony paradises, sir? I used to love ponies, sir. Then go there, young man. Feel free. Off your pop. Nice knowing you. But, but, but I'm not sure I want to go, sir. I don't really know what it would be like, sir. It'll be ponies. That's what it'll be, Derek, my boy. Ponies. Trekking, mucking out stables. Do you want to go or do you want to stay and watch Watford for the rest of all time? But isn't this hypothetical, sir? Which is it? Go or stay? Make a decision, my boy. Um, oh, uh, crikey, sir. This is difficult, sir. Mucking out stables sounds like the job Rob Edwards has got to do. Um, um, no, 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 sir. No, Mr Mainwood, sir. I don't want to go to Pony Paradise after all, sir. Good. Thank you, Derek. That was an experiment, by the way. And I've established that putting people on the spot is clearly the best approach to the problem. The way forward is brinkmanship, my boy. The next day, Ken Hollywell was back in the sensory room again, sitting with the same group of people. Ken listened as Bill Mainwood invited the group to take their leave of Hornet Heaven, if that was what they wanted to do. At last, Ken thought to himself, Bill's admitting there's a way out. At first, Bill made it sound like a neutral offer, but he quickly followed it up with the observation that if people left, it would be without knowing whether their preferred heavens actually existed, or whether those heavens would be to their liking. It seemed obvious to Ken that Bill was trying to put people off going. Ken, though, wasn't deterred. He couldn't see any downsides to boss bliss. One of the things he'd hated about supporting Watford recently was his constant fear that something bad was about to happen. In boss bliss, he reckoned, you'd never have to expect unpleasant surprises. You'd go to Bruce's gigs knowing you'd get somewhere between three and four hours of passionately delivered rock music. You'd listen to his next album, knowing there'd be songs about community and coming together to make the world a better place. You always knew where you were with the boss. Things were beautifully predictable. And that wasn't the only advantage. In Boss Bliss, everything would always be brilliantly executed. Nothing would ever be wretchedly awful like Watford's 2021-22 season. Bruce would always deliver on your high hopes. After the meeting, everyone went back to the Troy Deeney atrium. Bill was feeling pleased with himself for stopping people wishing they were in other afterlives. He was especially pleased that such a significant figure as the father of the club had decided to stay in Hornet Heaven. It would set a good example for other residents, he thought. He went over to speak to Ken, his original target audience for discussions of other heavens. So, Ken, are you feeling more settled now? Are you happy with Hornet Heaven as your resting place for eternity? No, I'm not. I still want out, Bill. Oh, you haven't changed your mind? No, Bill. My future definitely lies in boss bliss. So I need you to answer me this, Bill, clearly and truthfully. Am I able to leave? Bill steeled himself. He knew what he would do. Unlike Roy Hodgson, he had a plan B up his sleeve. He would step up his brinkmanship with Ken. Right then, he said, I'll take you to the emergency exit.
Ken followed Bill towards the bank of ancient turnstiles in the stadium wall on Occupation Road. So, do many people use this emergency exit, Bill? Just you so far, Ken. And what happens on the other side? No one knows, Ken. But there are other heavens, aren't there? Impossible to say, Ken. As they walked, Ken asked himself if he was thinking clearly. Was he making the right choice? He did feel torn. He definitely loved Watford Football Club. But if he committed to Hornet Heaven, he'd be joining at the end of an era for the club, not knowing if the football would ever get back to what it was. Ken tried to weigh things up. He wanted certainty in his afterlife, and a Bruce Springsteen Heaven would give him exactly that. Except, of course, that Bruce hadn't actually done any tours for the last five years, not since Walter Mazzari was Watford's head coach. What if Bruce never toured again? Boss Bliss wouldn't represent the contemporary American ideal of a land of hopes and dreams anymore. Everything there would be stuck in the past. On the other hand, there would be 46 Watford games to watch next season in the Championship and a full fixture list every year after that. There would always be new things ahead. Ken was on the horns of a dilemma about the horns. Here you are, Ken. Grab this. Ken stopped ruminating and took the programme Bill was holding out to him. They were at the ancient turnstiles. So, is this the emergency exit, Bill? I go through here and that's it? No, no, not quite. This programme takes us to a match that's, well, it's like a departure lounge, really, with lots of exit doors you can choose from. Come on, let's go through. Ken found himself at Watford's home ground as it used to be. They were standing on the open Vicarage Road terrace, looking towards the pitch. There was the Shrodell stand on the right, the tall rookery shed straight ahead, and the main stand on the left. Ken felt a pang of love for the ground as he'd first known it. Amazing, he said. What game is this? It's a very obscure one, because we wouldn't want anyone leaving our afterlife by accident. No one in Hornet Heaven has ever bothered coming back to this game, because it's a public practice match that was played on a Saturday in February 1985 when Watford didn't have a fixture. Yellows versus Whites, it was called. Ken watched the team run out in front of a crowd of around 3,000. He recognised lots of players he loved. Tony Coton, Wilf Rostron, Les Taylor, Luther Blissett, John Barnes. This is wonderful. That's the whole first team squad out there playing on an empty Saturday to entertain the fans. These days, the players would all be off sunning themselves in Dubai or somewhere, thinking about their next career move. Come on, let's get you to the heaven you want, Ken. The exits are all tucked away in different places around the stadium at this game. Yours is in the main stand. That's where the exit to the music fan heavens are. Really? They're in the old Radio Hornet booth, where Adam Cummings used to play records over the tannoy. When you go there, you put on a record by the artist of your choice and you're whisked away. Come on. Ken watched Bill set off towards the main stand. Wait a moment, Bill. I, uh... Bill stopped. What now? Cold feet? I think I... I... I think I want to... Stay, after all. Okay, no problem. Let's go back and... No, I... I don't know. Ken could feel his nostalgia for Watford in 1985, diluting his pessimism about Watford in 2022. If he stayed in Hornet Heaven, he could keep coming to old games where he knew the result. 
there will be the same kind of satisfying predictability as going to a Bruce Springsteen gig. Can I... Uh, Bill, please, can I just watch this game? You sound a bit unsure, Ken. Uh, I'd like to watch one last Watford match before I leave. Bill gave a kindly smile. OK, no problem. I understand. But actually, if you're allowing yourself one last game, why would you want to watch a practice match? Let's go to a proper fixture. Follow me. Two minutes later, Ken was at a different game at Vicarage Road. When the players came out, he recognised it immediately. It's the Leicester game. That's right, Bill said. The 2013 playoff semi-final second leg. As final cigarettes go, Ken, it's not a bad one. Wait, but people have final cigarettes when they're about to. It's like I said. No one knows what happens once you go through the exit from Hornet Heaven. Ken settled in and re-watched the game with Bill from the rookery end. The match was, of course, fantastic, and it changed his mind. It started when he saw Matty Vidra's astonishing volley again to put Watford level in the tie. Ken remembered the surge of hope he'd suddenly felt on the day, the sense of a tangibly better future within reach. Music could lift your mood, he thought to himself, but only football can make you feel your world was changing. After that, when Leicester went ahead and Vidra equalised, the downward and upward lurches he felt inside him were visceral and physical. Being a Bruce Springsteen fan, he had to admit, wasn't a roller coaster ride like this. And when, in the final minute, Knockart went down for a soft penalty, Ken reflected that, on the day, no one could have predicted what was about to happen next. Was he out of his mind? How could he possibly want the predictability of a music fan heaven when things like the Deeney goal could happen in football? This was what took people out of their safe humdrum lives. It was what he'd always needed himself in his otherwise stable existence. The next passage of play was about to tell him something else too. That even when all seems lost in football and prolonged misery seems inevitable, it can all turn around very quickly. No music, no rock star can transform personal tragedy to personal triumph in just 20 seconds. Ken watched Almunia save the penalty. Watford's counter-attack swept up the pitch towards him. Even though he knew exactly what was coming, he could feel the euphoria swelling inside him already. Unmatchable euphoria. And when Deeney thumped the ball into the net in front of them, he couldn't help grabbing Bill and jumping up and down and screaming. He'd leapt around at Bruce Springsteen concerts before, but that had never felt the same. This was in a completely different dimension of emotion. Football made you a winner. It was in this moment that Ken knew for sure, for all time, that there was nothing as good in any possible plane or multiverse as watching Watford. He had to stay in Hornet Heaven. I think I'm just small enough to reach in here, sir. If I just tighten this... That should do it. There you go, sir. One dripping cistern fix, sir. Thank you, my boy. I wish Watford's home form this season could have been fixed as easily.
Well done. No problem, Mr Mainwood, sir. Though to be fair, sir, you're not so bad at fixing things yourself, sir. I hear you've got Ken, the Bruce Springsteen fan, to want to stick around, sir. How did you do it, sir? Well, I shouldn't really tell you, young man. Why not, sir? Because I had to resort to something a little crafty. Oh, naughty, naughty, sir. Go on, sir, tell me, sir. What did you do, sir? I'm afraid I told Ken there was an emergency exit from Hornet Heaven. Ha! Hilarious, sir. Where did you tell him it was, sir? At the Yellows versus Whites practice match in 1985. <laughs> in the Radio Hornet booth. Ha! <laughs> Epic, sir. And he fell for it, sir. He did. And then I followed it up with a nice bit of bait and switch, using the Deeney goal against Leicester, of course. Oh, <laughs> nice one, sir. So he actually believed there's an emergency exit from Hornet Heaven, did he, sir? Yes, I think he went along with it because Watford fans are so used to there being an emergency exit for head coaches down on earth. <laughs> he seems to have realised that although supporting Watford Football Club may not be everyone's only passion, it's definitely the best passion in the long run. Indeed, sir. He's found his true calling, Mr Mainwood, sir. It turns out he wasn't born to run after all, sir. He was born to stay here, sir. Like all of us who are born and on, sir. The End Born to Stay was written by Ollie Wickham and Tim Turner. It was read by Colin Mace. It was produced by Ollie Wickham. For more information on the Hornet Heaven stories, please visit hornetheaven.com. Thank you for listening.